For decades, milk has been fueling women marathon runners as the OG performance drink. And in the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers takes us on a journey of self-discovery as she meets several groups of empowered women runners to find out what drives them, what fuels them, and what pushes them to go the distance. And in the process, she learns that she too can be a distance runner. You can watch the series at runningsuckstheseries.com and register for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Listeners, before we start, a quick heads up. This episode contains a brief mention of suicide and discussion of mental illness and eating disorders. So take care when and where you choose to listen. All right. Some of you may have first heard of Cheryl Lee Ralph earlier this year at the Emmys when she won the Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series Award. And after she won, she sang. species but I sing no victim song honestly moment of the night or you might have first seen Cheryl Lee Ralph in the show that got her that Emmy Abbott Elementary she plays Barbara Howard this tough but sweet quietly hilarious kindergarten teacher. My support was going to do about as much as that five-year-old bra you've got on right there. Some of you may have known Cheryl for even longer. In the 90s, she was Brandy's stepmother on Moesha. Frank, when a woman gets up at dawn, runs down to the 7-Eleven, plows through eight guys with squeegees yelling, yo, baby, can you help a brother out? <laughs> Honey, breakfast isn't half bad. It is the bomb. And Lauren Hill's mom in Sister Act 2. Yeah, that was her. Rita, how many times do we have to go through this? Singing does not put food on the table. Singing does not pay the bills. But how many of you know Cheryl Lee Ralph from Dreamgirls? Not the movie, the original Broadway musical from like 1981. Cheryl played Dina Jones before Beyonce did. In spite of that long, impressive career, there'd be many times when Cheryl would show up on set for a project, even recently, and executives wouldn't know who she was or what she'd done. So for this episode of Into It, we're going to get into that. Cheryl Lee Ralph and all the wisdom she's gained in that long and impressive career. I actually spoke with Cheryl live, in the flesh, in front of an audience. She was like a motivational speaker, meets your favorite auntie, meets your favorite actress who can also really sing. It was delightful. All of this was part of Vulture Fest, this big pop culture festival that Vulture throws every year. So as a very special bonus episode for all of you listeners, here's that chat. We taped it last month at the Hollywood Roosevelt. I know, fancy, right? Enjoy. I love our theme song. Right? I love it, too. Abbott Elementary theme song. You know, it's funny, though. We were talking about what music to have for your walkout. We actually had another song cued. And if it's ready, I want y'all to play it. Because it's good. And it's Cheryl. Oh, my God. We're doing it. Play it. So some of you might not know, Cheryl Lee Ralph has an album. Came out in 84. This was the lead single. Pump it up. Pump it up until we hear the vocals. Come on. That's her. 
This is the thing about you and your career. Every time I Google you, I find out more that you've done. I bet most of you didn't know that Cheryl made an album. Did you? And it's really good, too. And I have a Christmas album coming out. Stop it. And Tell it us is, everything. It is aptly titled Slay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I took a twist. I took a twist on every one of the um, songs of the holiday that I love. Okay. And I bought it into the club. I bought it into your home. I bought it into your hip-hop experience. Okay. Well, which All track is that. your favorite from the album? Ooh, Slay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. Before we start, Shanna, raise your hand. Hi, Shanna. Shanna and I grew up together, and Shanna's son does some Abbott stuff every now and then. Oh, really? Yes. Is he here? Stand up. Stand up. Yay! Were you on set um, Friday? He was on Monday. On Monday. Was I there Monday? Oh, bummer. You know what? I can't remember from day to day. The only thing I remember, and it's a bunch of kids, but I love working with the kids. First of all, the fact that he's there with us, we have some of the smartest, brightest, next generationist kids into the industry ever, and it's so good to see them doing their thing. They pay attention. No, seriously, they know their cues. A lot of them, they ask the right questions, you know, exactly what does a producer do? I mean, like, do you go to school for acting? And what is an AD? I mean, what 10-year-old is asking you what is an AD? I'm like, wow, I love it. I'm having the best time. And they have the best fan art ever. Really? And what I love about the way that children are used in the show, they're not overextended. They get they to be kids. Be. They're not getting all these crazy long lines and monologues. They show up and they're kids. Quinta, like Quinta Brunson, our executive producer and star and writer of the show with our writer's room, she's so focused yeah. and so correct in how she uses the young people in the show. She is aware of everything you just said. Yeah. You know, she'll cast a child based upon how well they can say three words. And that's all they need to say. And I mean, I have an episode with a child who basically, oh my gosh, it was just so sweet. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, he got cast for six words. <laughs> and he did those six he did words work. well. He did the work. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I played that song earlier, your song, which I love, which has a few recent club remixes. You know what? That song, every <laughs> year, is, it ever, I think about every five years, but every year at some pride or some picnic or some gathering, there goes in the evening, and people never put two and two together. And now they never. will. Now they will. Yeah. It's got it. It's got the beat. It's got the beat. Thank you. I'm a big star in Australia. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I wanted to play that song just to speak to the fact that your career has, had, has so many facets. What part of your career are people most surprised to know that you've done when they hear about it? I really don't know. I'm going to tell you what surprised me the most. Come on. You did, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, before you got into TV and movies and Broadway, you did a USO tour? Oh, gosh. Yes. Now, tell the babies here what a USO tour is. Okay. 
The USO, the United Service Organization, or the US Service Organization, and what they do is, I think Bob Hope might have had yeah. something to do with the start of that. Yeah. Celebrities and stars go to foreign bases, foreign US bases around the world, and you perform for the, the troops, and it doesn't matter. Um, enlisted men, officers, uh, for um, Air Force, Navy, uh, Army, Marines, you know, you meet everything. And this was at the beginning of my career. How did you get that gig? You really want me to answer that? Yes, I do, I do, I do. They want to answer it too. Come on, tell us. Okay. (laughs) Honest to God, this is like a movie script. But back in the day photographers would put ads in for models, right? And they'd put the ads in for the models and you would go in. Now, most times you're an up-and-coming actor and you need headshots, right? But most times you want your headshot to be with your clothes on. Makes sense. That tracks. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. So this particular photographer, Uh he, like, it was to get you in there to take your clothes off, right? Oh. And I was like, no, I, I, do, I really just wanted some headshots. Shot. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and it always starts with, okay, just drop your blouse. Oh. It always start that, starts okay. that way. Okay. okay. So I left. But I answered this audition uh-huh. for um, a USO tour. And I go to the office, you know, you get the address, and I went to the office, and my God, I didn't know what Penthouse Magazine was. Oh, well. And I get, I found out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, it was weird. Uh Guess who walks through the door? That photographer. The photographer that tried to get me to take my clothes off. (laughs) And he says to me, oh, so you wouldn't take your clothes off for me, but you're going to take it off for them? Wow. I was so hurt and embarrassed. Yeah. I walk in there and I meet this woman and she had a very strange accent to me, but I've learned it's a South African accent. Okay. And, uh, it is strange. It was very strange. It's very strange. <laughs> it is. I so, lived there for a summer. It's strange. It's strange. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. So I walk into her office and it's for a singer. They're looking for a singer. And I'm like, I can sing, but I can't sing with my clothes off. <laughs> snaps her that okay (laughs) and she slowly raises her golden blonde head and she said we already have the one with her clothes off wow we need one who can sing and i'm in that accent though and and i said okay where and she said you're a singer sing like just right here in your office sing and she's like sing What'd you sing? I, I don't know what I sang, <laughs> but I sang and they hired me. So I went on my first tour of duty. Where'd you go? Oh my God. I went to the most beautiful places, but for whatever reason, I remember Turkey. Oh. Then I remember Ramstein Journey. Then I remember oh, where the atomic clock is. Where They're, is that? Oh, like truck in Ponape. Little micro. You made that up. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I am now sing- the opening act for the Penthouse Pet of the Year. Stop. Yes. Can you recall any of the opening act? Her name was Annika Di Lorenzo. All right. 
and I would come out in my pinstripe suit and my big hat, and I'd say, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine, and the band would come in. Okay, and then I did three songs, and then I said, and now, for what you are waiting to see, please... Miss Annika DiLorenzo. Wow. And she would just float on stage. Nude? In the, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but the outfit made you think it was. Uh, okay, okay, okay. It was very diaphanous, you know. It just <laughs> floated in the air. And she was a wisp of a woman with the most fiery red hair. And it was really red. Guess how I found out? In her picture. <laughs> So there she was, and she had a smile. This woman would walk out on stage and float around, and that was her talent, sort of like an early, <laughs> I'm telling you, that was it. Okay. That was it, was baby. Floating. I mean, Kim I K knew exact, knows exactly what that class <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah. Float around Funny. and make her want it, baby. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. It's the truth. And I did that for two years. Two years? Two years. Okay. I did one tour of duty on one side of the globe. Uh-huh. Then I did another tour of duty on the other side of the globe. And yeah. the other side is what made all the difference. Huh. Because when you come back and you're on a military aircraft back then, right, you had to do what they told you to do. And I didn't. I remember this. Okay, now tell and me. Tell me. So you get back from your second USO tour. You're supposed to stop in LA and then go back home to Connect the east to New York, to, to, to New York. Yeah. and Cheryl said I feel it in my spirit I'm staying in LA that's it and you did that's it. that's it what did you tell your parents wow you know what being so connected to my parents I had to call my dad and say I'm in California my father was so frightened mm. he was like get on the plane what are you doing in California where are you going to sleep where are you how are you going to eat what are you doing how much money do you have in and your did pocket did you have work lined up at that point hell no I had a dream <laughs> lined up I had nothing lined up okay but, but God did God did because my dad had just hung up the phone talking to his long lost cousin Mabel you know, uh, Mabel. You know, a uh, Mabel. <laughs> we love a Mabel. We love a Mabel. Yeah, and you know, like in black families, right? You can have people of all different shades in your family. So Mabel came from the side of the family that was very fair, with green eyes, hmm. and she was slightly blonde when she was a child. Oh. But we could look at her and know that she was a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. So when I get there, here is this 19-year-old full of energy, and I'm asking her to come and open the door. So you just show up and I'm like, can I stay with you? I just show up, can I stay with you? All right. That's what family does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was so happy to see me, oh. and she didn't come down. She dropped the keys down, and I picked up, yeah, she dropped the keys down. I picked them up, and I went inside, and she gave me a room. The room is probably the size of my closet. Wow. The closet that I have now. Okay. It's probably a big room. closet, though. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was yeah. It was that size, okay. you know. But to me at that time, it was like, my, this is where my dreams are going to come true, in this little room. You know what I'm saying? And she, she, 
being with her changed everything. But later on, I real I didn't know that she was, you know, really bipolar, and uh, she had she had not been outside in a on a long time. That's why she dropped the keys. That's why she dropped the keys. Poor baby. And then years later, you know, I saw her. She was institutionalized, yeah. and um, she looked at me, and those green eyes just sparkled. She yeah. was because she remembered that time, and then she jumped out of the window. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm so, so sorry. That was that. That was that. That, that was that. that. But she did a lot for me. She did. Everyone needs a Mabel. Everybody Everyone needs, needs a Mabel. Mabel. And if you've got a Mabel, yes, a Mabel, thank, thank you. you. You know? I want to, so you're in LA, you mm-hmm. finished the USO tour, yeah. opening up for the floating redhead. Yes. And you're like, okay, I got to do something. Yes. How do you get work? And what is the work? Literally, my agent, my, not my agent, my acting teacher. When I was in college, I went to a great university called Rutgers University. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Rutgers in the house? Thank you. Sounds like it. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Are you on the banks of the old Raritan? <laughs> so I graduate from Rutgers and I create an independent study. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do, but. Yeah. It's going to be in the pursuit of acting. Okay. Now I'm one of the first. I'm one of the first females in the first class of women at Rutgers, which was a historically male college part of the university. And how many of them were black? The women. Two. Just wow. two. I hope y'all got along. I didn't see her much. Huh. Okay. <laughs> and the sad part. Yeah. Her name was Judy Ann Mason. Two of us on a male campus where they're telling you you can't major in the arts because it's female. Hmm. But you can major in English literature. Huh. So I majored in liter- English literature yeah, yeah. and went over to the female campus, Douglas. Now, you all can look at me and realize that wasn't so long ago that this is the kind of stuff they were saying in America to women of yeah. any color. Yeah. So I now make sure that I'm not, I'm not going to be a doctor, not going to be a lawyer. Okay. When they... In organic chemistry, that big old hair. And I'm not talking about the hair I put on my head. (laughs) This was an H-A-R-E, which is a very large rabbit. And in organic chemistry, they give you your first scalpel. Because as a doctor, you're going to cut things open. And I was like, not the oh, bunny. Oh, hell no. Yeah, not, no the not the Easter bunny. bunny. No, not the bunny. Nobody yeah. is slicing open the Easter bunny. <laughs> you can't do it. You can't well, do it. I can't do that. Yeah. I yeah. closed that box and I went on in search of my future. And I got <laughs> into a, oh, don't ask me how, constitutional law class. You were just bopping around. I had to. I'm an immigrant's <laughs> child. Okay. If you're not going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer. And if you can't do those things, you marry one. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's what yeah. your parents want from yeah. you. Yeah. That was not happening either. I hear you. And I got lost on campus. Mm-hmm. And at the end of a road was the little theater with a sign that said auditions. Stop. And I walked in. That was that. What were you auditioning? I was auditioning for a Langston Hughes play. I forget the name, but my boyfriend's name was Buddy, and he was going to take me to hell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so then you take that path. Yeah. You do the USO tours. Yeah. You get to L.A. I get the movie. You get because, the movie. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Tell me, tell me, tell me. My teacher had left a message. We used to have these things called 
answering service. And now your phone is your answering service. But they would call, we would call into an exchange number. They'd leave you messages. Wait, not an answering would, machine. No, a, a switchboard. Stop. Okay. How, really? Okay. I've seen it. Up until the 80s. <laughs> okay. Can you believe that? That's crazy. That was like 40 years ago. Yeah. But anyway. And they had switchboard operators. People. Who just did it. And they would say, hi, Cheryl, so-and-so called, so-and-so called, ooh, so-and-so called, eight times from Hollywood. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> Have you got the right Cheryl? Yeah. So anyway, my teacher from the independent study that I created at Rutgers was now an associate producer of with Sidney Poitier. Okay. And it was his last film of a trilogy that he had done with Bill Cosby. Mm. And it was called Piece of the Action. Yeah. And I get cast. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And that was that. That was that. You know, you've talked about this before, but on set with Sidney Poitier, on set with Robert De Niro, yeah. you'd hear the same kind of thing. Yeah. They'd say, Cheryl, we love you. Cheryl, you're great. The industry does not do you. Right. They don't do black women. Right. Good luck with that. Right. How often would you hear that? And what would you say when you heard it? You know what? It's, it's so interesting because I heard it so often. Huh. How does someone deliver that in a way that feels helpful? Oh, what they... <laughs> like, do they really think they're helping in that moment? Believe it or not, what Mr. Poitier was doing for me mm -hmm. was telling me a lot, of one, a lot of things in a sentence. Mm. You're an incredible actress and I wish the industry had more to offer you. Yeah. But if this is for you, you won't stop. Okay. What more did he have to tell me? Yeah. Was De Niro saying the same thing? Robert De Niro said to me, you are DGA. Damn good actress. Okay. <laughs> but Hollywood is not looking for you. They are not looking for the black girl. So you better climb that mountain, wave the red flag, and huh. let them know you're there. Because you deserve to be yeah. seen. What more did he need to say to me? Well, here's what I want them to say to you. Because when I read it, I was like, okay, Sydney's a big deal. Yes. De Niro's a big deal. Yes. Let them produce a project for you. Let them make a role for you. Let them make a film for you. I just, I don't know. It's like, you're better than me. Because had they said that to me, I'd be like, well, what are you going to do for me? How well, do you want to help me? See, no, the industry does not always work like that. For people to produce anything, mm -hmm. it must be a passion because you're going to spend an awful lot of time with your script, yeah. with your passion, yeah. with your project. Yeah. So it's got to be, you know, Robert De Niro and I were in a perfect film together that he was one of the producers. So he actually did something for me yeah. by casting me in the film inappropriately titled Mistress. I was not his mistress. <laughs> so, you know, I yeah. was actually in one of his yeah. projects, which talked... In, if you ever get to watch Mistress, it's one of those great behind-the-scenes, real Hollywood stories. Okay. Each one of these men who want to produce this movie want their girlfriend, Mistress, to star in the movie. Uh. And I'm just De Niro's mistress. I'm the best actress, but they don't cast me because I'm black. Oh. Right. Oh. So he was okay. doing me a favor yeah. in that project. Okay. Mr. Poitier was doing me a favor by producing this trilogy that had a classroom full of young black talent. And it was for me to be there to get the right start. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, this is also what I notice about all of the things that you encounter in your career or have encountered in your career. You kind of always have a pleasant and positive and optimistic disposition. <laughs> Seems like you don't let shit get you down. I'm happy. <laughs> I know. It's great. I'm alive. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I'm the reverse Frankenstein. It is alive. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I yeah. am, first of all, yes, it has been difficult for me yeah. in the industry. Yeah. But having had my career and I'm happy with my career, I stood up on stage and I won an Emmy. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yes, she did. Yes, did. And you didn't just, you didn't just win the Emmy. You saved the Emmys. <laughs> that was the most boring show and so you got up there and took us to church. It really was. And I want to sidebar and detour and take a second because you told me backstage, five days before the show, you didn't have a dress, but the cut and the New York Mag family hooked it up. What happened? No, okay. Ten days before, I feel so sad when I tell this story uh -huh. because ten days before the actual Emmys, I did not have a gown. So my coworker, Lisa, is looking over my shoulder and she says, oh, that's what I'm wearing to the Emmys. That's the same dress that the designer sent the two of us. Stop. We would have shown up like... Who was this designer? Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> we need to know. We would have shown up in the same top, same color. I was like... Oh, my God. So wow. I didn't have a dress. You let her I, wear it. I, uh, no, she, like... didn't, she didn't even wear it. She said, oh, oh, hell no. Okay, so both of you were like, no way. No way. Okay, okay. So yeah. now it's like six days, five days, no dress. But I had shot the cut with the stylist Roberto Johnson, who was so great. Call Roberto. Roberto says, yes, I will style you. Because usually I do all of my styling with my daughter. Uh -huh. But she did not want to do this one because she said, we need to go deeper. Okay. And, okay, it did not happen. <laughs> so Roberto says, yes, I want to do it. <sighs> Roberto calls Brandon Blackwood. Okay? Now, Brandon Blackwood is known for doing bags, not gowns. Brandon on the plane getting on the plane has purchased fabric and is stitching gowns together on the plane Stop. from Japan to LA. Stop. Lands in LA to do a fitting with me. It is now 3 days oh before the Emmys. It's an orange dress. It's lovely. I wanted to wear color but it wasn't fabulous. He said, "Miss Ralph, I have another gown." He pulled out that uh. black gown with that orange lining. That that slit up yes. to here. I was yes. like, put out, bam, magic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they finished stitching the dress after the fitting. So I always think of Brandon Blackwood in his pod on the plane, stitching together my gown for the Emmys. And guess what he got? What? He got the Emmy red carpet. He got the Emmy stage yes. and he got the Emmy win yes, with that gown and yes, I'm so thankful to the cut and everybody. Yeah, yeah. Shout out the cut. All right, time for a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Dreamgirls. 
and Moesha, and how Quinta Brunson and Cheryl Lee Ralph found each other. Calling all female runners. It's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hearing you tell every story about your career, you are several things at the same time that I'm noticing. You are open to serendipity. You are upfront about what you need. Uh You accept help, but you never seem to get too agitated by life. There's something that's like keeping you grounded. I see it. I feel it. When I read about you, I read it. I'm sure you can't distill it into a sentence or two, but I want you to talk about it. I want you to talk about the Cheryl Lee Ralph core that seems to just not just keep you, but guide you. Cause I, cause I feel it. I feel it. And I think everyone who loves you on screen feels it too. I, 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 am telling you life is so simple. It's complicated. Hmm. We make everything complicated. Mm. Me. I know that it's simple. So I live a simple life. And I simply love me. All right. I love myself. Yes. Yes. I get up. Yes. In the morning. Yes. I look at myself. (laughs) And I say, you go, girl. Yes. 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 (laughs) And no matter how I look, 
I'm happy to say, I woke up like this. There you go. Yes! I love my family. Mm. And my family, in turns, they lo- my parents loved me. Yeah. My parents appreciated having, what, having done whatever they did to create me and bring me to life. <laughs> Even though my father always says, I saved your life because your mother was going to deliver you in the toilet. Right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Is that a story to tell? Do we need to know more about this? Uh, come on. I honestly think my, I think very often, you know, a first pregnancy, it can be frightening. Yeah. And I think when she felt certain pains, I guess she thought she needed to go to the bathroom. And then when it really hit her, I guess I was starting to make my entrance in life. And he was like, no, the baby doesn't go in the toilet. (laughs) So, but, you know, they also say that when I was born, when I was born, you know, they would hit children. That was your entry into life. Make them cry, right? They would hit you to make you cry. Because when you cry, that's how you would clear your lungs, Mm -hmm. right? They said, Dr. Freiheit said there was no need to hit me because I was laughing. Ah. Yes. Ah. So I, I like to think that maybe the fir- my entry into life was a big smile and a laugh and nobody hit me <laughs> <laughs> to welcome me to the world. But I uh, yeah, I, I do I love, love life. Although, you know, I'm louder than the average bear. Good. So you said, you should be. thank you. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people say, oh my God, she yelled. She yelled. I'm loud. Come on. I'm just trying to get my point. There you go. Heard. Uh-huh. You know, that's a thing that I'm learning now. Yeah. As we text more, most time with all of this texting, you don't know what the hell somebody's saying to you. Yeah. And then people yeah. take things out of oh, yeah. context. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, people, please just say it. Say Can it. you pick up the phone and talk to somebody? Or at least do one of the little audio messages. That friends, part. I do that a lot. That oh, part. Friends, no. yeah. Now, the only thing with the audio messages, uh-huh. you can't always listen to it. Because sometimes you you're in I'd a meeting. You message. No, no, no. Sometimes you're in a meeting. Sometimes you're in yeah. a public space. That's true. So unless That's you have true. your ear pods in, you can't take that text. That's true. That audio That's text. True. Right. I hear you. So, you know, we you. have to be courteous. We do. Yeah. We do. We do. <laughs> I want to talk about if there is a space in your career that felt the darkest. And I think I have a hunch as to what it might have been. But I want to talk about it if you're open to that. It feels like, from what I've read, that Dreamgirls was tough for you. Dreamgirls was very tough. Now, we should say, for those of you who were the babies, before Beyonce and them did Dreamgirls, <laughs> Miss Shirley Ralph did Dreamgirls. On the Broadway. On the Broadway. Yeah. How was that experience? You know, Dreamgirls was a project from Tom Ian, who we lost way too soon due to AIDS. Yeah. Tom Ian, and he had this idea for a girl group. At first, the girl group was set in the 40s, 50s, um, and it was a vehicle for Nell Carter. Nell Carter was a great actress back in the day, yeah. and um, she starred in a series called Give Me a Break. I anyway, love that show. She, yeah. Oh, my God. She got Give Me a Break, yeah. and she left the workshop of Dream Girl, of Project Number 9, which would become Dream Girls, and then it became a, a vehicle 
the last person that you saw, even though there were many before, was Jennifer Holliday. Yeah. And uh, she really put her stamp on the song, And I Am Telling You. Her in that jaw. Yes. Come on. Okay. She's still singing that song She's just like that. She's still singing that song. <laughs> yes, she is. You know, God bless her. Yeah, I love You know, it. sometimes you need one song, one movie, one go. TV show. Go. That's all That's you all need. need. Yeah. That's all you need. If you get three, you're lucky. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so we're doing we're doing this workshop and it becomes this phenomenal groundbreaking musical. It goes from project number nine. Now, mind you, Joseph Papp at the Public Theater, he doesn't get us. Quincy Jones, he doesn't get Wait, Quincy us. Quincy didn't get Quincy it. Quincy did not get it. But remember, he didn't get Madonna either. Wait, right? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, he didn't get Madonna either. So, yeah. Okay. But he's gotten a whole lot of other people. He did, he did, he did. But yeah. these things, you know, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we carry on and we become this big hit of a show, sort of like what Hamilton was when it oh, opened. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. Everybody wanted to see it. Yeah. Everything goes great for us. Come to Hollywood, go through everything that happened there. But then when they're doing the movie, uh-huh. they just didn't want to include us. Really? Yeah. And that was really hard because the show was built from our experiences. Oh, yeah. Improvisation. Y'all made the song. Exactly. And the script. Yeah. And the story. Well, and, and it was just hard. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and the show itself, if I recall, was hard too because a lot of the team on the show, they died of AIDS during the production. Yeah, and that was very difficult. You lost a lot of After, folks. Really, really yeah. what happened was once the show closed, we lost one third of our company to AIDS. And no, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Wow. It's a lot. And nobody ever talked about that. And that's when I created Divas, Divas Simply Singing. But yeah. Diva for me is an acronym. It's okay. not a bad attitude, Tell big me. hair. Yeah. It's divinely inspired, victoriously AIDS aware, alive, yeah. awesome, audacious, yeah. and tomorrow's Sunday. So it's anointed. Yes. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Now, and, 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 and there were some personal issues for you during the show. They said you weren't eating. Well, I stopped eating because, you know, when your brain can do in crazy things on you, Jennifer got larger, literally and figuratively, with all of the winds and everything. Yeah. I was always... Um, the, the second, right? I was always the second. But that's how they wrote it. You that's know? how exactly. That's how they wrote it. That's how they wrote it. But what happened when you, as an actor, doing Dreamgirls on Broadway, there was a voice you create for the character, right? Because I'm an actor. You know, she's breathy. She's light. She's wonderful. She carries a velvet hammer. You know, her voice in contrast to Effie. It's a very different voice, right? She's all up here and everything. People started to say I couldn't sing. And why they were cast. bringing your voice down to fit that role. Exactly. Yeah. But then you're hearing it over and over, and then you start to believe it. Yeah. And I'm like, here I am, I'm coming up second, she's doing all of this, and I can't sing, and I'm blah, 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 and everybody's telling you what to do. So I figured out, I will tell myself what to do, so I stopped eating, because mm. they couldn't make me eat, mm. so I stopped eating. Well, we now know that's called like anorexia. That? that means yeah. you got a problem in your head that you need to work out. Yeah. So one day I opened up the, the stage door, and there my parents were. 
Oh. And they dragged me right out of that show huh. and put me right into the th- kind of therapy to help me get it back together again. Thank God for parents. And thank God for parents. Thank you. Yeah. Was that the hardest moment? I think that's one of them. And the fact that, you know, Jennifer Holiday was not an actress per se. So what Michael Bennett came up with was um, make her dislike me. Because if, yes. That would give the energy for the show. That would give her this, the energy to do the character. It would give her the energy and power to say some of those lines. And the brain isn't a crazy thing. You tell the brain enough things over and over, it you starts believe to believe it. it. So we were cheated out of a great relationship. Uh-huh. But she gave a damn good Tony Award winning performance. Yeah. Y'all talk now? Yeah, we talk now. Is it Not good a now? lot, but yeah, we're grown. There you go. We understand it now. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're yeah. when you're little girls, you do little girl things. When you're grown up, grown ass woman, you do grown ass woman things. There you go. You know better, you do better. Yeah. We gotta talk about Abbott, right? We gotta talk about Abbott. Um The best show on, on TV. Literally. Well, um, and no, you no. Know yes, it what, is. It, and I just wanna say, why do I say the best. Everybody can like the show that they want to like. There just doesn't happen to be another show that go. pulls in the numbers that Abbott Elementary well, pulls in. That's all. And here's what's crazy. When you look at Abbott by the numbers, it works in yes. some incredible ways. That's so right. this show is a hit on network yes. and it's a hit on streaming. Yes. The audience for Abbott since its debut has quadrupled. Quadrupled. That does not happen. You haven't That's seen right. that kind of ratings jump since I believe the first season of Empire. Something how about that? Remember no, that? Seriously, seriously. That was a huge and it jump. Grew, right. Because what happens all the time, these networks think they're doing charity by greenlighting a majority black show. Correct. And they're kind of like, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's and, a fluke it's if it's good, a big hit. And yeah. everyone loves it. And whether or not the studio spends a marketing budget, people just know. And it grows and it builds. And what's been even more impressive about Abbott, it's not just a ratings hit. Thank you. It's a critical hit. Thank you. That rarely happens. And it's not just a critical hit. It's not just a ratings hit. It's an internet meme hit. Yes. The internet loves this show, and they love you. I cannot tell you. The, one of the last bright spots of Twitter for me right now is whenever I see a gif of you on there. Thank you. I swear. Thank you. What is the, and it's probably hard to say in two or three lines, but what is the secret sauce of that show? I think the secret sauce of that show is the magic of Quinta Brunson. Snaps for Quinta. Quinta Snaps yeah. for Quinta. Yeah. How did y'all come together? You know, I met Quinta years ago when I was doing a series called Fam. My, we were walking across the CBS lot, and my daughter was like, oh, that's Quinta Brunson, Mom. She's going to be big. You have to meet her. Huh. And that was when we first met. Huh. And then the second time we met, I was doing Black Lady Sketch Show. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And she was just looking at me like she was studying me. Like she does in the show. <laughs> like she exactly. does in the show. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was uh, like, this is so sweet. Uh, and then, you know, a year or two later, I get this call. Miss Ralph, I've got this script. That Ms. was what Ralph. she used to call me, Miss Ralph. Now she just calls me Cheryl. Okay. 
So we were doing, and she said to Miss Ralph, I know that you are at that point in your career where people offer you things, and that is exactly what should happen. Mm-hmm. But if you could just like meet the people connected to this project that I'm talking to you about, that would be a very good thing. And there was How'd something about. How did you feel when they said that? Were you the, like? Was something about the way she said it? Okay. That said, just go ahead. All right. So I did it. Yeah. And then she, then it got to the next step. Well, maybe would you like to, you know, like maybe read it for us? And I was just like, you're pushing it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you did. And I did. Did you and like the role at first? At first, I really wanted to play Ava. Ava's the principal. the principal. Oh my God. Oh my. Now that, I'm imagining yes. Cheryl as Ava. That's yes. a different dynamic. Exactly. That's energy. Come on now. Okay. okay. You know, and wow. I, I could see it. It would have been different. But yeah. once again, the magic sauce is Quinta. Quinta knew exactly what notes mm. she needed mm. everybody to play. And I had two, two of the notes that she needed. Yeah. But she needed in the character that plays Barbara Howard. And you want to know what? Like you said, being open to new and different things, I am so glad I stayed in that lane because yes. I have an Emmy. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Where is the Emmy in the house? Do you talk to the Emmy? Do you look at the Emmy? Do you hang out with the Emmy? Because if I ever get an Emmy, that Emmy is going to be on the hip for the rest of my life. What happens to the Emmy? It's right by the bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's right by the bed. As it should be. I wake up and I look at that. I'm like, look at you. That's that. right, girl. We were reaching for the world. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes. And I, I love it. I, I, I look at it and I'm like, that happened. Especially since, you know, when they called my name, I lost my mind. Did you expect it? Nope. I was really... I was really in a very grateful place. Yeah. I just knew that, you know, the Emmy is one of those things where as an actress on a, on a network series, major category, that's a big honor for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I would always be an Emmy-nominated actress. Always. Yeah. But I'm not. You're Emmy winner. <laughs> Emmy winner. I'm an Emmy winner, baby. I'm yeah. an Emmy winning Yes. Award. Well, and the story of it is so beautiful. It's tragic, but beautiful. There were 35 years gap between you winning that category as a black woman and the previous winner. You and the previous winner have a connection, correct? Have a connection because we both started in New York. Yeah. We both started out, you know, Broadway, singing, yeah. you know, and for me, it's become, you know, what I do right down yeah. now to, you know, producing on Broadway, but... And we're talking um, about Jack Harry, right? Jackie. Jackie, Jackie, yeah. yes. Now, in the role that she won for 35 years before you did, if I recall correctly, you were possibly going to have that role too? That's the, that's the story. That's the story. What's... I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. But that's, that's the lore. Okay. But I don't remember All right. it. All right. All right. But I love when she tells the story. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. How long do you think before the next black woman wins that category? It seems as if you winning this award says that some things have changed, but it's still been 35 years. How better is it? It, It's It's so much better. Look, it could happen again next year. I hope hope for you. I hope for you. Thank you. Yeah. 
You need one on each nightstand, Cheryl. Oh, my God. That would you be, that would be amazing. But yes. you, you know what else would be great? Yeah. It, I, I loved it. You said that I actually saved the Emmys. I'd like to host the Emmys. Now, come Next on now. Year. Now, come now, on. Come on now. That part. That's What's what I'd like to What's your opening number? There's no business like <laughs> show business. Come on now. Oh Just make us oh say what it, the truth is. I love it. I love it. With this role, you are performing maternal so beautifully and you have come to be known at least in black america as one of our favorite tv moms for me most iconically in moesha snaps for moesha come on come on real ones no real ones no um what has performing maternal or performing mother so often throughout your career taught you about motherhood oh I don't know if it's taught me about motherhood so much, but I knew, I knew my whole life that I was born to be somebody's mother. Uh And I just happened to be mother to Etienne and Ivy. And I know that I have left the world a much better place. Once I'm dead and gone and they're left behind, I know I will have done a good job. Now, what would make it better is if my son would just go on and get married and give me a grandchild. (laughs) Now, that would be great. But I love being mother, mother, auntie. I love that because my whole life, my whole career, I have chosen to live it in a way that young people, boys and girls can look at me and say, that was Cheryl Lee Ralph. And if she could do it, I could do it. I don't have to do this to get ahead. I can live my truth to get ahead. I can speak my own truth to power and still make it. So, yeah, baby, I'm in the right position. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You know, so often with your roles as a mother or a teacher on Abbott, you do this wonderful bait and switch. You're tough at first. You're stone-faced. You got to be tough. And then when the character on screen with you needs it the most, you are the most loving human being alive. And you change the life of the kids on Abbott or Brandy on Moesha forever, right? Through their role, through the work. And I wonder, seeing you do that a lot in these kind of roles, is there some kind of lesson you're trying to teach viewers about motherhood, about mentorship, through these roles. Oh my God. I think through these roles, you know, I have no problem saying my boss is half my age and I love her. <laughs> She's actually teaching me yeah. something new. We yeah. actually work and learn together. And I love that. Too many folks of older generations act like they're going to be alive forever. Mm. You're not going to be alive forever. And it would do you wonderfully to teach them Mentor them, help them, yeah. because one, I want them to teach me, treat me real good when I get older. <laughs> I want them to know that I was there for them. I yeah. want them to understand that auntie will never retire, so keep writing the roles, keep hiring me. <laughs> I am actually Betty White Black. Hey, hey, Thank there we you. go. There we go. I love that. Yeah. I love that. To me, to me, young people are so valuable. I mean, people don't tell them enough. I, I do this with my kids all the time. Yeah. You're wonderful. I love you. How can I help you? What, 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 what do you need? Yeah. What, what, what's going on there? Yeah. You know, 
young people really appreciate that. They do. And it's interesting you talked about the bait and switch because I was so upset with my son. They stole his catalytic converter. Oh. He drives a Prius. Oh. So he comes to the house. He says, they stole my catalytic converter. Well, didn't I tell you to put the brace on the doggone thing? <laughs> didn't I tell you to get it engraved? And he's like, Mom. But guess what? Yeah. We can buy a new one. There you go. He was like, <laughs> Mom, stop it. <laughs> I love it. You know. You know, hearing you talk about mentoring the youths, you don't remember this probably, but you did this for me recently. Um, I recently switched jobs after being at one company for like 13 years, and it was a big departure for me. And a member of my team, Janae, hey, Janae, um, she had you record a cameo for me. <laughs> and... The, we're not going to play it. It's personal. It's for me. Um, but the entire moment of transition, I had just not been able to, like, connect with the moment. I was on autopilot, just get it done, go to the next job. And you said something to me in the cameo, and I watched it with the whole team. You said, your people are so excited for you, and I'm so excited for your new adventures. And it just broke me. And, I, and, and I, I weeped on Zoom, and I had this emotional connection to the moment that I hadn't had before because of you. I just want to say thank you, and I want to say that you have a special gift where you don't just give emotion of yourself. You help other people unlock their emotion. You help people be more fully in touch with who they are because you are so proud of who you are. So I just want to say thank you for that. Oh. Whether it's acting or singing or whatever, you connect people. And I thank you for it. And I appreciate you. Yeah. I really do. You're welcome. I'm going to show you the cameo later. Okay. It, it's really, I mean, I play it every few weeks. <laughs> you know, in doing those cameo requests, some people, you know, they just say, oh, blah, 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 blah. I said, you when connected. I, I, people are spending their time and money asking you to deliver a message yeah. and it's like it's disrespectful if you don't deliver you know the message that they're asking you for so i i take them seriously it so I, it, it was weird too because somebody said oh my god i'm at such and such a dinner and you just did what and you came up on the screen and i said on what they said you did a cameo <laughs> thank you and i was like oh my god you just never know you never know you just you bless people is what i'm saying you. bless people Cheryl, you're such a pro. You hit Emmy right as the clock hit zero. We have done it. I want the team to take us out on your single. Play the song. The Christmas album is coming. Yes. Follow me on social media. Yes. There you go. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. Thanks again to the one and only Cheryl Lee Ralph. All right. This special episode of Intuit was produced by Jelani Carter and edited by Jordana Hochman. Daniel Churik is our engineer. And special thanks to Chris Shirtliff for his assist with the audio. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running, <laughs> but they choose to do it. 
In the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.